0: Hey everybody! This is Jory Butler. I'm super excited today. We have an amazing uh, guest today. Um, he is a, a former coworker of mine out at Ramsey Solutions in Nashville, and just a wonderful human being. Most of you know who he is already. Uh, he works with Ramsey Solutions. He is a two-time, two-time national best-selling author of "Retired Inspired" and "Everyday Millionaire." He's the host of the Chris Hogan Show, a dynamic speaker, and what he does, the, the most important thing that I think that this guy does is he spreads the message of hope with retirement, investing, building wealth, uh, and just really a guy that really wants to get out there and get accurate information and give people hope. So I just wanna welcome our guest, Chris Hogan. Chris, thanks for hanging out with us for a little while today.
1: Oh, Jory, it's good to be with you, my friend, uh, and excited to have this conversation.
0: Wonderful. Well, hey, I wanna I wanna get at it, but for some some people that really don't know who you are, Chris, I know a lot of people do, but there are some people still out there. They're just not really sure what you do. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself? I know I kind of introduced you a little bit, but just share a little bit about yourself and and why you do what you do.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, Joy, I have uh, had the privilege of being a part of Ramsey Solutions for going on 15 years now. And uh, it's been a a crazy, crazy opportunity to be able to meet just so many people all across this country uh, as I travel and do speaking engagements uh, for businesses and environments and churches. Um, And I started out in this financial world in the consumer finance industry, uh, where I would lend money out at the beginning of the month. And guess what I got to do at the end? I got to collect. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I really started to see and understand money on another level moved on into mainstream banking and then into the mortgage world and uh, had a dynamic opportunity to connect with Dave and his mission. And so uh, I get a chance to coach people. I'm a former athlete. And so when I work with people, whether it's in money or leadership or business, I just look at, I'm trying to help people reach their potential. Mm.
0: Well, Chris, I, I know, and just following you and watching you and knowing you for over a decade now, I, you know, anybody that comes in contact with, you know, that you're a guy that is passionate about what you do. So I want to say number one, thank you for everybody out there that uh, that you're giving great information and you're giving this hope that people need, especially right now with with this crazy world that's going on with the COVID nineteen. And you know, I know you're you're speaking with tons of people all across the country every day. And I guess the question I have for for you for people out there, is, you know, what are some of the questions? that you're hearing from people right now? What are some of those, some maybe top of mind?
1: Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people, you know, we are definitely, as you said, Jory dealing with an unprecedented time in our history right now. Um, we're battling a, a, an invisible enemy. And this is not just having impact in our country, this is global. And so as we walk through this period of time, uh, you know, people are asking me, what can they do? Um, and of course, you know, for me, I am I'm a firm believer that you have to control the controllables and, and by that, I don't want to ever get confused and waste emotional or physical energy on anything that I can't control. And so I'm sharing with people that there are five things that you can control. The first one is absolutely imperative and is most important. And that's your faith. Um, it is important to understand that, be connected to it now more than ever, Uh, relying on the Lord to be able to guide us in this difficult unknown time. The second thing we can control is our attitude, you know, just in generally our demeanor, how we're responding to people. Uh, The next is our outlook. What do we expect to happen? You know, even in this unknown, I still have an expectation of good things. Uh, And then finally the, the other one is your actions. And, you know, I think what we do day in and day out allows us to remain in control and, and again, I, I, I'm, when I say control, I mean of our emotions and our energy. And it's unwise to spend time or energy on something that we ultimately have no control over.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Chris, one of the things that I've, I've learned over the years and working with people is that it's what you focus on. I mean, it, and, and what you don't want to focus on. And what I mean by that is there's, there are things where we say, hey, we don't want that. But when we say with our language, we don't want that we're really focusing on the thing we, we don't want. And so mm. what we focus on, we empower.
1: Yes, you're right? absolutely right. Yes.
0: And so changing our language is what I think I'm hearing you say is when we're, we're, we're putting those concepts in place that you just spoke about, it's not only what we don't want, but it's changing our language to what we do want.
1: No, I like that. You're absolutely right. And again, you know, we get to control. My grandmother used to tell me, uh, you know, baby, you can't control what pops into your mind, but you do control how long it gets to stay there. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, even in this time where if you look at the news, there's so much uh, negative, so so much drama, so much all this stuff on there that I'm telling people, it's okay for us to remain aware. Just don't get glued to it. We've got to make sure that we're putting in some positive stuff, uh, being encouraging. And so uh, on my show not long ago, The Chris Hogan Show, I encouraged my listeners to make a gratitude list. You know, start to write down five things you're grateful for each day. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great way to start the day and a great way to remind us of things that we can be grateful for, because there are a lot of people out there going through extremely tough times. And so it's important for us to have perspective.
0: That's right. Well, Chris, uh, that, well, that just kind of goes right into my some of the questions that I want to ask you. And by the way, I asked a few of our, our people out in the community, hey, I'm going to be talking with Chris. Are there, some, are there some questions that you would like to ask uh, Chris? And so I'm going to ask some of those questions that people have actually posed. And uh, one of those is this, and, and just what you're talking about, there are some people out there right now with this crisis going on, and they don't have an emergency fund or any kind of reserves and they're scared to death um, or they have shame or they have guilt because they're not where they want to be financially speaking. So I guess my question really is with people that that don't have that emergency fund right now, what are some actionable steps that you would say they could do today? What What kind of things can they do?
1: Well, I think first of all, you know, in a situation like this where you start to see things, it's revealed if you're prepared or unprepared. Um, I think I'm a firm believer in, you know, you can glance back, but you got to focus forward. Uh, And that means we've got to be able to look today at what we can do. So if someone in this situation that doesn't have an emergency fund, I'm going to tell them, A, you've got to go into conserve mode. Conserve is, is you've got to protect what you do have and be very wise. Second, you've got to look at bringing in some income, and that might be a, a second job. Uh, food delivery right now, uh, there are a lot of companies out there that are, are doing really well. Uh, it's not you're able to maintain social distancing, but you can still work and bring in money. There are many companies out there looking to hire, Home Depot, Amazon, Dollar General, Domino's. So there are companies that are hiring. You need to be proactive and reach out and get your resume out, uh, as well as reach out to family, friends, and coworkers and let them know that you are looking uh, for some part-time work. Next, I would look to sell some things. Uh, I would go out in the garage, go inside the closets, get things that you don't need and be proactive in trying to sell those things as well. And so being on the hunt, but at the same time, being clear and conserving, those are the best steps to take right now.
0: Right, and so then, so for people that may have a small emergency fund or or whatnot, for the daily budget kind of items, things that that a husband and wife they're looking at this budget thing and they're looking at this crisis and they're going, what do what do we do? What. what what do we do right now today? You know, we have a little bit of money, but we're we're trying to manage this thing. And and I'm going to refer back, you said go into conserve mode, right? And Mm -hmm. I mean, so when you're talking to somebody on your show or you're just talking to anyone in general, I mean, what do you, what do you tell people about their budgeting right now?
1: Well, you know, conserve mode means that I am going to protect what's coming in and what I have to the best of my ability. That means I am there. There is no more unnecessary spending. Uh, we're going to focus on the four walls and Jory, you know, these well, but being clear and making sure that you're taking care of your shelter, your rent or your mortgage, you're making sure that you have food on the table, right? We're going to, we're going we're, we're taking care of that. Uh, excuse me, let me back up. You're going to take care of your shelter, your rent or your mortgage. We're going to take care of utilities, your water bill, your electric bill. Then you're going to make sure you have food on the table. And then you're going to make sure you've got your transportation up and running, got some gas in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, those four areas are absolutely imperative. Uh, And food doesn't mean you're eating high-end food. It means you're eating something that's nourishing. But we're also eating the food in the pantry, the stuff in the freezer. Begin to pull that stuff out and have a meal plan. Uh, We're not browsing on Amazon in conserve mode. Right. We're not we're not even looking. Matter of fact, uh, one lady (laughs) called my show and she goes, Chris, I I'm struggling with my shopping so much. She said I unsubscribed to all the retailer emails. She goes, so that way they're not sending me coupons and I'm not tempted to spend more than I should. And I was proud of her because, Jory, you know, nobody knows us better than ourselves. And so I think what we can do is start to put some things in place to help us safeguard our money and conserve as much as possible.
0: That's really good, Chris. Uh, It's, you know, anytime I meet with just a friend over coffee or I'm working with somebody, you know, this subject of money comes up. And, you know, again, with everything happening right now, it just feels so heavy out there. You know, I mean, people are scared. Uh, They just, again, they're confused, but you're a voice of reason. You're a voice of truth to help people really have peace in what they're doing. So this is great, great information, Chris. And so. Um, let me ask you some specific questions about this this COVID nineteen and money. Would that be okay?
1: Absolutely.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So, the government it, they have this moratorium on evictions and floor, foreclosures. So I know that there there's a legitimate population of people out there that that are furloughed or they've they've really lost their job it, and they're in survival mode. Like you said, we need to go into conserve mode here. So in people that you talk to on your show, you know, are they, are people asking, you know, should I pay my rent and mortgage right now? Or, or should I take advantage of that moratorium? Tell me your thoughts on, on someone in that kind of a position where they're just, you know, they're thinking in their mind, well, I've got this thing from the government potentially. What should I do with this? Should I go with it? Or should I just keep paying what I'm paying right now? What would your wisdom be on that, Chris?
1: I think it's really important, jury, in, in that type of situation for someone to really understand the reality. And, you know, I've heard about the moratoriums, I've heard about the forbearance on mortgages, but you and I both know a forbearance, if they do that and they give you the three months, uh, typically what happens with the traditional forbearance is, is that upon that third, that final period, it has to be brought current. And Mm -hmm. so looking at that, you know, if you give someone 33 months with no payment, and we all know the payment doesn't get magically forgiven, there's no mortgage fairy or rent fairy, it just goes toward the back end of the loan or the back end of the lease. Mm -hmm. But you know, my question is, is on that 91st day, are all three months of payments due? And Mm -hmm. so I'm digging in and trying to read and get clarification because there's no straight answer. And so I'm just advising people that, you know, if you have the money, pay the bill. Be clear. Uh, If you're in a situation where your job has been lost or your hours have been cut, I tell people, if you can't pay the bill, you can pay attention. And that means picking up the phone, contacting your creditor or your landlord, beginning to talk about your situation, letting them know the reality. Um, and, and don't just accept anything or say something to try to hurry up and get off the phone. We have to be grown adults and that means we have to embrace the uncomfort, but we got to be clear and communicate.
0: Mm. So let me, let me ask you this question, Chris. So, you know, people that, you know, we just got through speaking about people that maybe not have an emergency fund or, you know, they're just going into conserve mode with their budget. You know, they're not going on Amazon, you know, they're not being tempted with things that would normally tempt us to spend our money. So I know out where I am here in Arizona, there's a large population of retirees, and because of that, they're 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 asking questions of, hey, I'm not I'm not working right now. I'm actually retired, and I'm living off of my retirement or investing uh, or with the investments. And so for people that are in the situation that are retired, what kind of what kind of things should should they be doing or, or, or not only what should they be doing? Um, how, what are you seeing in the market right now? You know, coming back from the stock market, like how long do you think that might take for people that's retired and they're really concerned?
1: Well, you know, for someone that is retired, you know, this, is, this gets extremely serious for them. You know, they've worked uh, a long time to be able to get to this point, to be able to retire. Um, I think the big thing that they could do is to reach out to their investment professional, begin to look at their, their risk tolerance, their asset allocation, reallocate what needs to be reallocated, make some tweaks, but go into it aware. A lot of people will allow fear to paralyze them. Uh, So this is the time to have those conversations. Um, A couple, if they're married, both of them go sit down with the investment professional and talk about it. Uh, Be clear, make a list of your questions and begin to understand. I I can tell you this, history has shown that we have kind of seen this movie before. We've seen this uh, going way back with the Great Depression, uh, back in 1929, where it took, you know, it was a 20-month period before things got back, uh, come up forward, and we can look. And, you know, dealing with the SARS epidemic of 02 and 2003, uh, where, it, you know, by March of 2002, the market had dropped 12% but by November of 03, it had come back and it was at 19% higher than what it was before. Wow. And then the great recession of 07 and '09, where we dealt with a tough period of time, but it came back. So I would say to the people that are retired, Understand how you're invested, but at the same time, don't make a knee-jerk reaction. Be clear and understand what you're invested in and prepare yourself for the rebound, which means the market is going to come back. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you the exact date. I just know with history as my guide that it is going to come back. So people need to stay steady, be clear, and make the necessary adjustments.
0: That's so good. That's so good, Chris. I love I love what you're saying there because it, it just kind of shocks you back into, wait a minute, let's just take a step back and let's look at the situation. Let's go get professional wisdom. And when you get information, you have more clarity. And when you have more clarity, you have more peace.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I think the most dangerous thing that we could do is to stay by ourselves and not ask the questions that are on our mind. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, Reach out. This is your money. This is your future. You've got to own it. But at the same time, you need to be working with an investment professional that's part of your team, someone that understands your goals and and that can help you talk out your emotions. Emotions are real, but we can't let them dominate us. We've got to live by facts, not by feelings
0: yep absolutely chris uh so let me ask you one other question. I had somebody ask me you know they they were concerned about the national debt, you know this huge huge stimulus package, two trillion I can't even put my my brain around that quite honestly two trillion dollars that that the stimulus package uh that they passed just recently, and so somebody was asking me, you know jory, you know ask chris what's the what's the real impact on our country adding Two trillion dollars in debt.
1: Well, you know, looking at this stimulus package and, and seeing the two trillion slapped onto the nineteen to twenty trillion that we already owed, uh, it's mind-boggling. Uh, To look at this Um, and, you know, the state of our government and and how it performs. And I'm talking bipartisan. I don't I'm not worried about what side of the fence people are sitting on. Um, I think, you know, the most important thing for the government to do right now is to contain this virus. Uh, that, that's, that's what will help us get back to work and will allow us to get back on track. Uh, but I'm telling people, listen, ultimately you've got to be more focused on what's going on in your house and less about what's going on in the white house. Uh, but we've got to make sure that we're on a debt reduction plan. We've had to make sure that we've got an emergency savings plan, that we're on a budget that we're saving for our future. It's on us each collectively inside of our own homes to have that kind of mindset and, you know, the best thing we can do is put ourselves in a position to be able to be a blessing to others and to help others in need. And so I think the government will continue to spend like it's Monopoly money. Uh, that's what it's always done. But what we have to do is get serious about ourselves and get serious about our future.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Chris, I, you know, as, as this thing is, is marching forth and we're, and we're going through this, I just tell people don't, don't forget that we're just in a season. And I feel like you know one of the things I've learned over the past few years personally is that sometimes when you don't know what kind of season you're in, you operate in chaos. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things you can do, and you you've been weaving this in our interview today, and I love this about you, Chris, is that um, we have to name it. So when we name our season or we name the situation that we're going through, even though it doesn't fix it right away, at least we we have a true north. We understand where we're going because if it's winter, I need to know how to dress, right? If it's summertime, I need to know how to dress appropriately because it's the the season that we're in. And so I'm so excited to be talking with you to get get this information out to people, Chris. And so that just kind of leads into my next question for you. So, you know, people, they want to stay motivated, they want to feel empowered, they want To have information concerning their money. Just from you personally, Chris, I know you, but some people again out there may not know where to go. And I know that you have a dream team of people. Would you mind telling people what the dream team is and then how they can get in touch with this dream team?
1: Sure. Well, Jory, I feel like, you know, I want to deal with professionals. Um, If my car is acting up, I'm taking it to a professional mechanic. Uh, That's beyond my knowledge. And Lord knows if I've got a tooth issue, I'm going to see a dentist. I'm not pulling my own tooth. Well, I feel like if we can do that for a car and we'll do it for a tooth, we definitely need to do it for our future. And so that means you want to work with people that have knowledge. You don't want to work with people that are dabbling. You want to go to someone that has answers. And so I tell people out there, if you've got a great professional already in your life, in the insurance, real estate, or investing world, that's fantastic. But if you don't, Um, I've got a group of people that we have trained around the country. They're called Endorsed Local Providers or Smart Investor Pros that can help you in that area. Uh, You can go to my website, ChrisHogan360.com. There's a Dream Team button up there. If you click on it, you'll be able to find an insurance professional uh, and um, a real estate professional or investing professional uh, that you can at least talk with. And I think it's important for us to find people that we trust, but find people that also connect with you. That you feel like they understand you, and uh, it's really important. Life is not meant to be done alone. We need the right people in our corner.
0: Mm. Well, Chris, I I tell you, um, I know personally that that makes me feel good because I know if something ever were to to happen to me, I told I told my wife, I told her I was like, you you call Ramsey Solutions and you get together with some good people out there uh, because there's a huge, it's just that's huge trust. I mean, mm-hmm. You're dealing with people, money, you're dealing with life in general. And so I, I just I'm so excited that you have a dream team of people out there to give people more hope, especially in their local area. That's amazing. Um, so let me ask you this, Chris. I want you just for a second. I know we're we're here doing this this conversation, but I want you to kind of imagine yourself on a stage. Because you, you speak all over the country uh, just just about all of this stuff leadership, investing, building wealth, everything. But I just want to leave our listeners with just just one last piece of Chris, a, a piece of hope, motivation, something just from your heart, Chris, that you want to share with people today. And um, we just want to give those people that hope today. So just would, would you mind uh, just sharing something on your heart with people if you were just talking to people out on a stage today?
1: Sure, sure. Well, if I were standing out on a stage uh, in front of a group of people right now, I would say... You know, right now we're dealing with a lot of unknowns. Um, This is a tough time. We've had to change the way that we work, change the way that we church, uh, and change the way we even connect with our families. And this has caused a lot of stress and strain on us. Um, And this has been hard all the way around, adjusting to this new normal. But I do want to encourage us to also think back to other tough times that we've gotten through before. Uh, We have it within us to get through this. And the best thing that we could do is to be aware of that. Call back on that strength. The last time you had to walk through a health situation or you walked through some life with someone else and we didn't know exactly how it was going to work out, but you knew it was going to work out. And we didn't know the period of time, but we knew we were going to have to get tough. We were going to have to remain clear and remain solid and focused. And so I think it's imperative for us to make sure that we are relying on a source stronger than ourselves, And I don't know where all of them stand in their faith, but I know somebody that can help anybody through any situation. And so it's a good time to get connected reading the Bible, getting connected with people. And although we may not physically be able to congregate, there's nobody that can stop us from connecting. And that's reaching out, using technology to our advantage and not just entertainment, but to connect with people and to check on them. It's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. And so having that spirit of gratitude, that spirit of understanding and encouraging other people will allow us to push through and get through this. We weren't designed for easy. We were designed for significance. And so it's important for us to remind ourselves of that and to understand that where you are right now does not have to be where you end up unless you stop. So do not stop. Protect your mind, protect your resources, and most of all, protect the people that are around you.
0: Mm, Chris, wow, thank you so much for... For sharing that, man. I I can't wait to listen to this again and get motivated for what you just <laughs> said. Uh, Chris, I want to honor your time. I know you're a busy man, but I just personally want to say uh, you're a great human being. You're a great friend. You're a great leader. I personally, and I know I, I echo a lot of people out there in the country. We want to say thank you to you, sir. We want to say thank you uh, to Ramsey Solutions and to all the people on the team that that do this message of hope. My heart has always been with you guys, always will be in any way that we can support you guys. We will do that as much as we can. So Chris, just as we, as we end our our time together today, I know we mentioned about the dream team, where, where can people, you know, they're hearing you and, and, or they're being reminded of, Oh yeah, I remember I got to take care of my money. Let me, let me get hold of Chris here. What's the best way for people to either follow you, Chris, or, Uh, just watch the show? What's the best way for people to to stay in touch?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Joy, I appreciate the kind words, my friend. And uh, I definitely appreciate your heart. And I know you are also very focused on helping and supporting people as well. But if they want to get connected with me, that's real simple. They can go to my website, chrishogan360.com. That's chrishogan360.com. There's information on there about my show, as well as the articles and blogs. And uh, they can also find me on YouTube, uh, at Chris Hogan 360. So, Jory, thank you again for the time, my friend. I appreciate you.
0: All right. Well, Chris, you have a you have a blessed rest of your day, and uh, we look forward to seeing all the the great things in the future for you. Thank you so
1: thank much, Thank you, my friend. Thank
0: all right, you, Chris. Hey, everybody. This is Jory Butler. I'm super excited today. We have an amazing uh, guest today. Um, he is a uh, former coworker of mine out at Ramsey Solutions in Nashville. And just a wonderful human being. Most of you know who he is already. Uh, He works with Ramsey Solutions. He is a two-time, two-time national best-selling author of Retired, Inspired, and Everyday Millionaire. He's the host of the Chris Hogan Show, a dynamic speaker. And what he does, the, the most important thing that I think that this guy does is he spreads the message of hope with retirement, investing, building wealth, uh, and just really a guy that really wants to get out there and get accurate information and give people hope. So I just want to welcome our guest, Chris Hogan. Chris, thanks for hanging out with us for a little while today.
1: Oh, Jory, it's good to be with you, my friend, uh, and excited to have this conversation.
0: Wonderful. Well, hey, I want to I wanna get at it, but for some, some people that really don't know who you are, Chris, I know a lot of people do, but there are some people still out there, they're just not really sure what you do, would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself? I know I kind of introduced you a little bit, but just share a little bit about yourself and and why you do what you do.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, Jory, I have uh, had the privilege of being a part of Ramsey Solutions for going on 15 years now. And uh, it's been a a crazy, crazy opportunity to be able to meet just so many people all across this country uh, as I travel and do speaking engagements uh, for businesses and environments and churches. Um, And I started out in this financial world in the consumer finance industry, uh, where I would lend money out at the beginning of the month. And guess what I got to do at the end? I got to collect. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I really started to see and understand money on another level, moved on into mainstream banking and then into the mortgage world and uh, had a dynamic opportunity to connect with Dave and his mission. And so uh, I get a chance to coach people. I'm a former athlete. And so when I work with people, whether it's in money or leadership or business, I just look that I'm trying to help people reach their potential. Mm.
0: Well, Chris, I, I know, and just following you and watching you and knowing you for over a decade now, I, you know, anybody that comes in contact with, you know, that you're a guy that is passionate about what you do. So I want to say, number one, thank you for everybody out there that, uh, that you're giving great information and you're giving this hope that people need, especially right now with, with this crazy world that's going on with the COVID-19. And, you know, I know you're, you're speaking with tons of people all across the country every day. And I guess the question I have for, for you, for people out there, is, you know, what are some of the questions that you're hearing from people right now? What are some of those, some maybe top of mind?
1: Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people, you know, we are definitely, as you said, Jory, dealing with an unprecedented time in our history right now. Um, we're battling a, a, an invisible enemy. And this is not just having impact in our country, this is global. And so as we walk through this period of time, uh, you know, people are asking me, what can they do Um, and of course, you know, for me, I am I'm a firm believer that you have to control the controllables and, and by that, I don't want to ever get confused and waste emotional or physical energy on anything that I can't control. And so I'm sharing with people that there are five things that you can control. The first one is absolutely imperative and is most important. And that's your faith. Um, it is important to understand that be connected to it now more than ever. Uh, relying on the Lord to be able to guide us in this difficult unknown time. The second thing we can control is our attitude. You know, just in generally, our demeanor, how we're responding to people. Uh, The next is our outlook. What do we expect to happen? You know, even in this unknown, I still have an expectation of good things. Uh, And then finally, the, the other one is your actions. And you know, I think what we do day in and day out allows us to remain in control. And, and again, I, I'm, when I say control, I mean of our emotions and our energy. And it's unwise to spend time or energy on something that we ultimately have no control over.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Chris, one of the things that I've I've learned over the years in working with people is that it's what you focus on. I mean, it, and and what you don't want to focus on. And what I mean by that is, there's there are things where we say, "Hey, we don't want that," but when we say with our language, we don't want that. We're really focusing on the thing we we don't want. And so mm. what we focus on, we empower.
1: Yes, you're right? absolutely right. Yes.
0: And so changing our language is what I think I'm hearing you say is when we're, we're we're putting those concepts in place that you just spoke about. It's not only what we don't want, but it's changing our language to what we do want.
1: No, I like that. You're absolutely right. And again, you know, we get to control. My grandmother used to tell me, uh, you know, baby, you can't control what pops into your mind, but you do control how long it gets to stay there. Mm. And so I think, you know, even in this time where if you look at the news, there's so much uh, negative, so much, so much drama, so much, all this stuff on there that I'm telling people, it's okay for us to remain aware. Just don't get glued to it. We've got to make sure that we're putting in some positive stuff, uh, being encouraging. And so uh, on my show not long ago, The Chris Hogan Show, I encouraged my listeners to make a gratitude list. You know, start to write down five things you're grateful for each day. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great way to start the day and a great way to remind us of things that we can be grateful for, because there are a lot of people out there going through extremely tough times. And so it's important for us to have perspective.
0: That's right. Well, Chris, uh, that well, that just kind of goes right into my, some of the questions that I want to ask you. And by the way, I asked a few of our, our people out in the community, hey, I'm going to be talking with Chris. Are there some are there some questions that you would like to ask uh, Chris? And so I'm going to ask some of those questions that people have actually posed. And uh, one of those is this, and, and just what you're talking about, there are some people out there right now with this crisis going on and they don't have an emergency fund or any kind of reserves, and they're scared to death um, or they have shame or they have guilt because they're not where they want to be financially speaking. So I guess my question really is with people that that don't have that emergency fund right now, what are some actionable steps that you would say they could do today? What What kind of things can they do?
1: Well, I think, first of all, you know, in a situation like this where you start to see things, it's revealed if you're prepared or unprepared. Um, I think I'm a firm believer in, you know, you can glance back, but you got to focus forward. Uh, And that means we've got to be able to look today at what we can do. So if someone in this situation that doesn't have an emergency fund, I'm going to tell them, A, you've got to go into conserve mode. Conserve is, is you've got to protect what you do have and be very wise. Second, you've got to look at bringing in some income. And that might be a a second job. Uh, Food delivery right now. uh, There are a lot of companies out there that are are doing really well. Uh, It's not you're able to maintain social distancing, but you can still work and bring in money. There are many companies out there looking to hire Home Depot, Amazon, Dollar General, Domino's. So there are companies that are hiring. You need to be proactive and reach out and get your resume out uh, as well as reach out to family, friends, and coworkers, and let them know that you are looking uh, for some part-time work. Next, I would look to sell some things. Uh, I would go out in the garage, go inside the closets, get things that you don't need and be proactive in trying to sell those things as well. And so being on the hunt, but at the same time being clear and conserving, those are the best steps to take right now.
0: Right. And so then, so for people that may have a small emergency fund or, or whatnot, for the daily budget kind of items, things that, that a husband and wife, they're looking at this budget thing and they're looking at this crisis and they're going, what, what do we do? What, what, what do we do right now today? You know, we have a little bit of money, but we're, we're trying to manage this thing. And, and I'm going to refer back, you said go into conserve mode, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, so when you're talking to somebody on your show or you're just talking to anyone in general, I mean, what do you, what do you tell people about their budgeting right now?
1: Well, you know, conserve mode means that I am going to protect what's coming in and what I have to the best of my ability. That means I am there. There is no more unnecessary spending. Uh, we're going to focus on the four walls and Jory, you know, these well, but being clear and making sure that you're taking care of your shelter, your rent or your mortgage, you're making sure that you have food on the table, right? We're going to, we're going we're, we're taking care of that. Uh, excuse me, let me back up. You're going to take care of your shelter, your rent or your mortgage. We're going to take care of utilities, your water bill, your electric bill. Then you're going to make sure you have food on the table. And then you're going to make sure you've got your transportation up and running, got some gas in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, those four areas are absolutely imperative. Uh, And food doesn't mean you're eating high-end food. It means you're eating something that's nourishing. But we're also eating the food in the pantry, the stuff in the freezer. Begin to pull that stuff out and have a meal plan. Uh, We're not browsing on Amazon in conserve mode. Right. We're not we're not even looking. Matter of fact, one lady (laughs) called my show and she goes, Chris, I I'm struggling with my shopping so much. She said, I unsubscribed to all the retailer emails. She goes, so that way they're not sending me coupons and I'm not tempted to spend more than I should. And I was proud of her because, Jory, you know, nobody knows us better than ourselves. And so I think what we can do is start to put some things in place to help us safeguard our money and conserve as much as possible.
0: That's really good, Chris. Uh, It's, you know, anytime I meet with just a friend over coffee or I'm working with somebody, you know, this subject of money comes up. And, you know, again, with everything happening right now, it just feels so heavy out there. You know, I mean, people are scared. Uh, They just, again, they're confused, but you're a voice of reason. You're a voice of truth to help people really have peace in what they're doing. So this is great, great information, Chris. And so, um let me ask you some specific questions about this this COVID-19 and money. Would that be okay?
1: Absolutely.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So the government, it, they have this moratorium on evictions and floor, foreclosures. So I know that there there's a legitimate population of people out there that that are furloughed or they they've really lost their job it, and they're in survival mode. Like you said we need to go into conserve mode here. So in people that you talk to on your show, you know, are they, are people asking, you know, should I pay my rent and mortgage right now? Or, or should I take advantage of that moratorium? Tell me your thoughts on, on someone in that kind of a position where they're just, you know, they're thinking in their mind, well, I've got this thing from the government potentially. What should I do with this? Should I go with it? Or should I just keep paying what I'm paying right now? What would your wisdom be on that, Chris?
1: I think it's really important, Jury, in, in that type of situation, for someone to really understand the reality. And, you know, I've heard about the moratoriums, I've heard about the forbearance on mortgages, but you and I both know a forbearance, if they do that and they give you the three months, uh, typically what happens with a traditional forbearance is is that upon that third that final period, it has to be brought current. And Mm -hmm. so looking at that, you know, if you give someone 33 months with no payment, and we all know the payment doesn't get magically forgiven, there's no mortgage fairy or rent fairy, it just goes toward the back end of the loan or the back end of the lease. Mm -hmm. But you know, my question is, is on that 91st day, are all three months of payments due? And Mm -hmm. so I'm digging in and trying to read and get clarification because there's no straight answer. And so I'm just advising people that, you know, if you have the money, pay the bill. Be clear. Uh, If you're in a situation where your job has been lost or your hours have been cut, I tell people, if you can't pay the bill, you can pay attention. And that means picking up the phone, contacting your creditor or your landlord, beginning to talk about your situation, letting them know the reality Um, and, and don't just accept anything or say something to try to hurry up and get off the phone. We have to be grown adults and that means we have to embrace the uncomfort, but we got to be clear and communicate.
0: Mm. So let me, let me ask you this question, Chris. So, you know, people that, you know, we just got through speaking about people that maybe not have an emergency fund or, you know, they're just going into conserve mode with their budget. You know, they're not going on Amazon, you know, they're not being tempted with things that would normally tempt us to spend our money. So I know out where I am here in Arizona, there's a large population of retirees, and because of that, they're 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 asking questions of, hey, I'm not I'm not working right now. I'm actually retired, and I'm living off of my retirement or investing uh, or with the investments. And so for people that are in the situation that are retired, what kind of what kind of things should Should they be doing or, or, or not only what should they be doing? Um, how, what are you seeing in the market right now? You know, coming back from the stock market, like how long do you think that might take for people that's retired and they're really concerned?
1: Well, you know, for someone that is retired, you know, this, is, this gets extremely serious for them. You know, they've worked uh, a long time to be able to get to this point, to be able to retire. Um, I think the big thing that they could do is to reach out to their investment professional, begin to look at their, their risk tolerance, their asset allocation, reallocate what needs to be reallocated, make some tweaks, but go into it aware. A lot of people will allow fear to paralyze them. Uh, So this is the time to have those conversations. Um, A couple, if they're married, both of them go sit down with an investment professional and talk about it. Uh, Be clear, make a list of your questions and begin to understand. I I can tell you this, history has shown that we have kind of seen this movie before. We've seen this uh, going way back with the Great Depression, uh, back in 1929, where it took, you know, it was a 20-month period before things got back, uh, come up forward, and we can look. And, you know, dealing with the SARS epidemic of 02 and 2003, uh, where, it, you know, by March of 02, the market had dropped 12%. But by November of 03, it had come back and it was at 19%, higher than what it was before. Wow. And then the great recession of 07 and '09, where we dealt with a tough period of time, but it came back. So I would say to the people that are retired, Understand how you're invested, but at the same time, don't make a knee-jerk reaction. Be clear and understand what you're invested in and prepare yourself for the rebound, which means the market is going to come back. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you the exact date. I just know with history as my guide that it is going to come back. So people need to stay steady, be clear, and make the necessary adjustments.
0: That's so good. That's so good, Chris. I love, I love what you're saying there because it, it just kind of shocks you back into, wait a minute, let's just take a step back and let's look at the situation. Let's go get professional wisdom. And when you get information, you have more clarity. And when you have more clarity, you have more peace.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I think the most dangerous thing that we could do is to stay by ourselves and not ask the questions that are on our mind. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, reach out. This is your money. This is your future. You've got to own it. But at the same time, you need to be working with an investment professional that's part of your team, someone that understands your goals and that and can help you talk out your emotions. Emotions are real, but we can't let them dominate us. We've got to live by facts, not by feelings
0: yep absolutely chris uh so let me ask you one other question. I had somebody ask me you know they they were concerned about the national debt, you know this huge huge stimulus package, two trillion I can't even put my my brain around that quite honestly two trillion dollars that that the stimulus package uh that they passed just recently, and so somebody was asking me, you know jory you know ask chris what's the what's the real impact on our country adding $2 trillion in debt.
1: Well, you know, looking at this stimulus package and, and seeing the $2 trillion slapped on to the 19 to $20 trillion that we already owed, uh, it's mind-boggling. Uh, to look at this Um, and, you know, the state of our government and and how it performs. And I'm talking bipartisan. I don't I'm not worried about what side of the fence people are sitting on. Um, I think, you know, the most important thing for the government to do right now is to contain this virus. Uh, that, that's, that's what will help us get back to work and will allow us to get back on track. Uh, but I'm telling people, listen, ultimately, you've got to be more focused on what's going on in your house and less about what's going on in the White House. Uh, but we've got to make sure that we're on a debt reduction plan. We've had to make sure that we've got an emergency savings plan, that we're on a budget, that we're saving for our future. It's on us, each collectively inside of our own homes to have that kind of mindset. And, you know, the best thing we can do is put ourselves in a position to be able to be a blessing to others and to help others in need. And so I think the government will continue to spend like it's Monopoly money. Uh, that's what it's always done. But what we have to do is get serious about ourselves and get serious about our future.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Chris, I, you know, as, as this thing is, is marching forth and we're, and we're going through this, I just tell people don't, don't forget that we're just in a season. And I feel like you know one of the things I've learned over the past few years personally is that sometimes when you don't know what kind of season you're in, you operate in chaos. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things you can do, and you you've been weaving this in our interview today, and I love this about you, Chris, is that um, we have to name it. So when we name our season, or we name the situation that we're going through, even though it doesn't fix it right away at least we we have a true north. We understand where we're going because if it's winter, I need to know how to dress, right? If it's summertime, I need to know how to dress appropriately because it's the the season that we're in. And so I'm so excited to be talking with you to get, get this information out to people, Chris. And so that just kind of leads into my next question for you. So, you know, people, they want to stay motivated. They want to feel empowered. They want To have information concerning their money. Just from you personally, Chris, I know you, but some people again out there may not know where to go. And I know that you have a dream team of people. Would you mind telling people what the dream team is and then how they can get in touch with this dream team?
1: Sure. Well, Jory, I feel like, you know, I want to deal with professionals. Um, If my car is acting up, I'm taking it to a professional mechanic. Uh, That's beyond my knowledge. And Lord knows if I've got a tooth issue, I'm going to see a dentist. I'm not pulling my own tooth. Well, I feel like if we can do that for a car and we'll do it for a tooth, we definitely need to do it for our future. And so that means you want to work with people that have knowledge. You don't want to work with people that are dabbling. You want to go to be someone that has answers. And so I tell people out there, if you've got a great professional already in your life, in the insurance, real estate, or investing world, that's fantastic. But if you don't, um, I've got a group of people that we have trained around the country. They're called Endorsed Local Providers or Smart SmartVestor Pros that can help you in that area. Uh, you can go to my website, ChrisHogan360.com. There's a Dream Team button up there. If you click on it, you'll be able to find an insurance professional uh, and um, a real estate professional or investing professional uh, that you can at least talk with. And I think it's important for us to find people that we trust, but find people that also connect with you. That you feel like they understand you, and uh, it's really important. Life is not meant to be done alone. We need the right people in our corner. Mm.
0: Well, Chris, I I tell you, um, I know personally that that makes me feel good because I know if something ever were to to happen to me, I told I told my wife, I told her I was like, you you call Ramsey Solutions and you get together with some good people out there uh, because there's a huge that's huge trust I mean, mm-hmm. you're dealing with people, money, you're dealing with life. In general, and so i I just i 'm so excited that you have a dream team of people out there to give people more hope, especially in their local area that 's amazing um, so let me ask you this, Chris I want you just for a second i know we're we 're here doing this this conversation, but I want you to kind of imagine yourself on a stage because you you speak all over the country uh, just just about all of this stuff leadership, investing building wealth, everything. But I just want to leave our listeners with just just one last piece of Chris, a, a piece of hope, motivation, something just from your heart, Chris, that you want to share with people today. And um, we just want to give those people that hope today. So just would, would you mind uh, just sharing something on your heart with people if you were just talking to people out on a stage today?
1: Sure, sure. Well, if I were standing out on a stage uh, in front of a group of people right now, I would say... You know, right now we're dealing with a lot of unknowns. Um, This is a tough time. We've had to change the way that we work, change the way that we church, uh, and change the way we even connect with our families. And this has caused a lot of stress and strain on us. Um, And this has been hard all the way around, adjusting to this new normal. But I do wanna encourage us to also think back to other tough times that we've gotten through before. Uh, We have it within us to get through this. And the best thing that we could do is to be aware of that, call back on that strength. The last time you had to walk through a health situation or you walked through some life with someone else and we didn't know exactly how it was gonna work out, but you knew it was gonna work out. And we didn't know the period of time, but we knew we were gonna have to get tough. we were gonna have to remain clear and remain solid and focused. And so I think it's imperative for us to make sure that we are relying on a source stronger than ourselves. And I don't know where all of them stand in their faith, but I know somebody that can help anybody through any situation. And so it's a good time to get connected, reading the Bible, getting connected with people. And although we may not physically be able to congregate, there's nobody that can stop us from connecting. And that's reaching out using technology to our advantage and not just entertainment, but to connect with people and to check on them. It's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. And so having that spirit of gratitude, that spirit of understanding and encouraging other people will allow us to push through and get through this. We weren't designed for easy. We were designed for significance. And so it's important for us to remind ourselves of that and to understand that where you are right now does not have to be where you end up unless you stop. So do not stop. Protect your mind, protect your resources, and most of all, protect the people that are around you.
0: Mm, Chris, wow! Thank you so much for for sharing that, man. I I can't wait to listen to this again and get motivated for what you just <laughs> said, uh, Chris. I want to honor your time. I know you're a busy man, but I just personally want to say uh, you're a great human being. You're a great friend. You're a great leader. I personally, and I know I, I echo a lot of people out there in the country, we want to say thank you to you, sir. We want to say thank you uh, to Ramsey Solutions and to all the people on the team that, that do this message of hope. My heart has always been with you guys, always will be. In any way that we can support you guys, we will do that as much as we can so chris just as we as we end our our time together today i know we mentioned about the dream team where where can people you know they're hearing you and and or they're being reminded of oh yeah i remember i got to take care of my money let me let me get a hold of chris here what's the best way for people to either follow you chris or Uh, Just watch the show. What's the best way for people to to stay in touch?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Joy, I appreciate the kind words, my friend. And uh, I definitely appreciate your heart. And I know you are also very focused on helping and supporting people as well. But if they want to get connected with me, that's real simple. They can go to my website, ChrisHogan360.com. That's ChrisHogan360.com. There's information on there about my show, as well as the articles and blogs. And uh, they can also find me on YouTube. Uh, at Chris Hogan 360. So, Jory, thank you again for the time, my friend. I appreciate you.
0: All right. Well, Chris, you have a you have a blessed rest of your day, and uh, we look forward to seeing all the the great things in the future for you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, my friend. Thank all right, you, Chris.